I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. Nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd alert! Hello there, it's Obi John Kenobi, your favorite host in all the podcasting, and welcome to a brand new Nerd Alert. This week, we have assembled before you the finest podcasters we could find at short notice on this channel who were available at this specific time. Together, we will form a league to bring justice. Back to a once thriving brand known as DC. Uh, if I haven't hammered home well enough, this week we're gonna fix DC for Warner Brothers. You're welcome. Um, it's a topic that, if you've been a longtime listener of the show, might sound familiar because in the history of this show, this is at least the third time we've done this topic, and sadly, still relevant. So, here to help me, here to help me help the new head of Warner Media get DC back on track. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the cyborg of this group because he understands how the computer works. None of the rest of us do. Uh, he's the right-hand man. Uh, he, he's the man who keeps the nerd in top nerdy Jimmy. Ladies and gentlemen, Commander Scott. So, uh, I'm sure you all are aware, as am I, that many many uh innovations actually military innovations came about as a product of world war one things we never had prior to world war one such as tanks flamethrowers tracer rounds came out of world war one you know everyday use stuff everyday use stuff but spy trees did you know that? Spy trees. trees. That's exactly what my nerd for nerd, nerd fact is this week. I did not <laughs> no know way. About no way. Spy trees. <laughs> I did not know about these before, like yes. a week or so ago. Yes. All right. Go ahead. Uh, no, 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 no. You're familiar with them. I'm impressed. Uh, would you like to take this one? No, go for it. It's fine. Go ahead. So, so they had these things. The French were the first to use them. They taught the British how to do it. And then the Germans captured a couple and, and figured it out. Um, uh, it came about in 1915. Um, and, of course, World War One was trench warfare. You had the trenches built. And, of course, you had some periscopes to look over the trenches. But you, you're always right there at ground level. So you don't have a good view of the battlefield or what's going on. So the French started using spy trees or observation trees uh as they are also called um 
it was a very lengthy process. So what they would do is engineers would go and find a dead tree somewhere along the lines, uh, preferably one that had been blown up, detonated at the top with a with 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 by a bomb. They would then t- take extensive photos and measurements and make sketches of the dead tree, which then would be taken back to a workshop and they would create a one to one scale replica of the tree okay the same limbs the same everything the bark was made from wrinkled painted iron uh to give it a more realistic uh, artist would often cover them with a rough textured concoction made from materials like pulverized seashells the most important part of the tree though was the interior each replica tree was hollow with fake bark surrounding it, an entered armored tube which would protect whichever soldier was inside soldiers would then climb a narrow rope ladder through the middle of the tree and sit on a metal seat, sometimes cushioned with a wooden cushion uh, at the top. Uh, sections of the bark were cut away and replaced with a metal mesh so that the, so that the observer could see out of the tree, but they, they, they now have an elevated view of the battlefield which they would relay information back down to soldiers uh, down in the trenches. And uh, uh, sometimes they wouldn't be they wouldn't be at the same level as the the mesh because there's no armor there, so they would still look through a periscope through the through the observation port. Um, but you know because uh, the front lines were very visible, there it was it's called no man's land. There's it's there and there's nothing there. These trees had to be put up under the cover of darkness amidst the covering sound of gunfire. So they would literally just open up on the enemy. They would go in, they would they would cut down the other tree, cut the roots out, and put the fake tree up in its place. So that the next morning, uh, I've got cats going on here in the background, I don't know what's going on. Uh, um, so that the next morning, the, the, the landscape would look the same. The tree would be identical, but it's been replaced, and now there's a person sitting inside a fake tree. And I just now learned about these, and it's just like one of the most awesome things ever. It's not the tree that Bill Murray hides in and gets marked. That's what I thought you were getting at. Is uh, no. it Stephen okay. Carell? Because if so, I blocked most of that movie out from my memory. Yeah. Okay. So much so, I don't even remember Bill Murray being in it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> uh, the first guy, the guy who came up with the idea was a French artist who um, he got uh conscripted into the army because well world war one all hands on deck uh and came up with this idea <laughs> that's funny scott that the yeah <laughs> that's awesome i i just recently re- I, I just just found out about these things and uh i thought it was cool so i was going to chat about it real quick and yep. yeah yeah yeah, you beat me to the punch on it, but that's all right. I, I love it when shit like that happens. Observation trees. So good that the British were like, teach us there your you ways. <laughs> love it. All right. Yeah. Rounding out our cast, the wonder mutt of our super friends. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us from somewhere in time and space, perhaps via the DeLorean, or maybe he just ran fast enough into the speed force and he came back in time. I don't know. It's the doc. Wonder mutt, I love it. Ah, uh, okay. So I, I'm, I'm gonna read some quotes. Okay, you tell okay. me what movie it's from. You ready? Okay. Okay. Catch what's, no, what's sorry. the good of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, right? Okay. 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 Yep. Uh 
here's here's another one. Is he always this funny or only on days when he's wanted for murder? I got nothing on that one. Uh, Scott, you got that one? No. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, this one. Since when can weatherman predict the fut- the weather, let alone the future? Back to the Future Part 2. Uh, not according to this website. According to this website, that was Marty McFly from the movie Ghostbusters in 1985. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Marty McFly is my favorite Ghostbusters. Ah, not as good as the next one. It's a big building with patience, but that's not important right now. Airplane? Ah, not according to this website. It's from the movie Don't Call Me Shirley. The movie Don't Call Me Shirley. What's this website, Jay? <laughs> uh, Kadaddle, K-I-D-A-D-L.com. Okay. This is, the, this is the first thing that popped up on my kids, hey, 80s quotes kids, from the movie, or 80s check, movies quotes. Yeah. Check your sources, kids. Okay, don't believe whatever the internet tells you, all right? Marty McFly was in Ghostbusters. Okay, so anyway. one Cadoodle or whatever it's called. Uh, sorry, I had I thought you guys would appreciate that. So. What the hell? Yeah, no, hey, there you go, man. Uh, it's got to be true. It's on the internet, right? It's true, oh. right? The internet told me. <laughs> Fro- Fro- Frodo is in Back to the Future Part Two. Of course he is. Yes, but is he Frodo? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, his character name is never said on screen, so and he is short. Um, yes, uh, could he be Frodo? There is no information to prove otherwise that he is not Frodo in the movie Back to the Future Part Two. Uh, other than other than how he's credited in the movie, I'm just saying. There you go. Yeah. You, you right. heard it here first. You can make an argument for that. All right. So today's actual topic. Um, if you haven't heard in the news recently, there's been a bit of a shakeup in uh, corporate America. Warner Media, formerly Warner Brothers, um, is now owned uh, by Discovery. And what that means is the people who are now the owners and running the show of Warner Brothers are changing hands. Uh, Specifically for this episode, we're talking DC Comics and its related characters. Um, It was a $43 billion deal for Discovery to acquire Warner Media, which does include HBO Max uh, and all that stuff. It's it's a huge deal. Um, But we're focusing not just on what does that mean for everybody, but specifically what does that mean for our favorite DC characters and and, uh, media going forward with that. So tonight's episode is essentially going to be an open letter in verbal form, um, dictated but not read, uh, to David Zaslov, the new head of Warner Media slash the guy who is now in charge of DC. Uh, and it's basically going to be us talking about what we want to see from DC, movies, TV shows, what have you, um, what are we liking? What are we not liking? What's an opportunity they haven't yet to cash in on? What's something they should absolutely never try again? Um, what do we as fans want to see? Um, 
the whole floor is open. Nothing is off the table. Uh, does anybody want to start, or I can jump in? Uh, uh, okay, go ahead, Scott. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, so I do have a quick question, because this is something you, you touched on yeah. there for a second that I don't know, because, you know, I, I don't get into a lot of the whole behind-the-scenes stuff. I don't. I, I'm, I'm kind of oblivious. If it, if it happens in this, this world, the, the real world, I, I usually don't know what's going on. Um, but uh, you, you said something about HBO Max. So does, yes. does your brothers own HBO? It is a weird, weird tangled web of who owns what. But essentially, they're part. They're, they're, HBO is part of the Warner Media package. Okay. Because the reason, I, well, one thing I never understood, I know DC there for a while had their own uh, their own streaming service just for DC stuff. But uh, I mean, uh, they stopped because I don't, you know, just just that there's not enough there to to, to have enough people subscribing. So it, it got closed down and all of the stuff went to HBO Max. Uh, and I was curious. I was just always curious why it went to HBO. I'm like, why is it going? I don't, I don't, I didn't get it. I didn't know they were affiliated in some some way. So that but was part of a a prior um, acquisition where the companies became combined. So I think it was called a DC Direct. Um, got folded into uh, the Warner or sorry, HBO was about, about to ma- launch its own streaming service. So they folded all that in and, and closed down DC Direct. Um, but that does bring up one first point uh, that I think is, is a good jumping off point uh, because it, it's it's kind of a softball. Um, one big thing I really want DC to do, and it's very, very simple, okay? Um, stop me if you've heard this before, Jason. Take all your shit, get it all in one place, get it together. Get your shit together, okay? Did we follow that? Did we got that? Specifically, what I mean uh, is, and Scott, you 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 uh, queued this up perfectly. So yeah. if you go on HBO Max right now, you did trust me. If you go to HBO Max right now, you think, okay, DC stuff is on HBO. Cool. I want to watch Adam West Batman. I want to watch George Reeves Superman TV show. I want to watch anything that was on CW. I want to watch the '90s Flash. Hey, guess what? None of those are on HBO. Yep, nothing. Um, I even I, I, I had a list of things I wanted to go look for. I had to search. I had to go into the search bar and type in and find Lois and Clark. Because when I go under, if you go to DC, there's a heading that just says Superman. I'm like, oh, well, click on that. It's got to be on there somewhere, right? No, not a single episode of Lois and Clark popped up when I went under the Superman banner under DC. I had to hunt and peck for it. Um, so that's my first big thing. And this is something that, um, um, David Zaslav has already, uh, talked about. Uh, he had a, uh, an investor call like earlier this week. And one of the things he really preached was, um, we've got to, the old thinking was diversify and, and spread out as many things as you can. And he's like, that's not, that doesn't work for streaming services. That for a streaming service, we need everything bundled under one banner. So yep. that every single person in that household has something they'll watch on this streaming service. Um, so we know that that you know Discovery's stuff uh, is going to be folded into um, what's already on HBO Max. If it stays called HBO Max, it might get renamed to to reflect that. But stuff like um, I think HGTV and Food Network are, are, are going to get folded into this, um, which is awesome. But in terms of DC. 
Uh, and I know there's a lot of legal issues here because some of these were shows made by certain networks. So there's like network rights and things like that. And, and streaming rights can be a nightmare. Um, but it doesn't look good when, oh, I love Arrow. I want to go watch Arrow. Let me get HBO Max because that's DC. That's got to be on HBO Max, right? No, it's on Netflix. It's on your competition. Um, and every CW show, Flash is on Netflix. Legends of Tomorrow is on Netflix. Like, I don't know what it'll take legally or financially, but you've got to get all your stuff. If you're going to be the home of DC media, you've got to get all your shit together. Just buy Netflix. Uh, you know, the way things are going, Netflix uh, will be looking for a buyout pretty soon. Just buy Netflix, because, like... They, they just lost 200,000 subscribers in the last quarter, so... Because, I mean, like, Netflix, yeah, they're putting out some pretty decent movies of their own, but they've kind of, like, hit the wall, I think, and, like, have slowed down with putting out that kind of stuff, and the content just can't compete i don't think with like disney plus or hbo max or any of the other paramount plus uh peacock well you the know problem I mean? is like, that they they spent way too much money to get original content which worked for a while but then COVID hit yeah and production on everything stopped um yeah. which is why we're just now getting stranger things season four uh, and a bunch of other big name stuff that they've they they were just throwing money at projects to get stuff and then everything stalled out and yeah it's not looking so good so uh, I don't recommend buying Netflix I just recommend buying your shit back from Netflix because again they just lost was it two hundred thousand subscribers in the last quarter they might be looking for a handout so yeah uh, but why Netflix is failing is a topic for a whole different show that I would love to dive into but that's not today's topic so. Um, but that was my first bullet point of of what they need to do to get uh, DC back, back on track, uh, and Scott kind of teetered up with that. So, well, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking at HBO Max here now. I went to the app, uh, and it was it was it was funny because so I went to HBO Max. You know, I'm, I'm on my phone, so I'm on I'm on the mobile version, not not on like a, a one of the larger ones. And, and I went down to collections. I'm like, okay, click on DC. And so I'm like, HBO, the Batman is here. Okay, so there's the Batman. I get it. And it's like big screen Gotham. Okay, so I see that. And I see Batman animation. And I'm scrolling down. I'm like, why the hell is everything just Batman? Like, where's everything else? And then I scroll back up. And that's when I noticed that they have the different categories across the top. Batman featured. You know, Superman, Wonder Woman. Heroes of DC fandom. I don't even know what is in that. That's Not just... fandom, fandom. Fandom. Yeah, yeah they're fan of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then and then A to Z. So the organization on this is just weird as hell. Yep. It's just yeah. And 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 even and of course you know it's an alphabetical order when it's A to Z. So you literally you start off with a couple of things for Aquaman, and then we go right back into Batman again. Well, then uh, there are some things where it has DC in the title. So even though it's like like DC's Flashpoint, so it's F, Flashpoint. No, it's D for DC. Like, what? Huh? Yeah. I did find Lois and Clark. Though. So I found that. Yeah, Ooh, I had to search for it. It did not pull up under Superman. Uh, they've got Superman 2, but not the Superman 2 Richard Donner cut, which I'm like, you've got like 18 different freaking cuts of Justice League, but only the <laughs> inferior cut of Superman 2? What the hell? 
there, there's a lot of stuff that's not on there that boggles my mind, and and, and I, I understand some of it. I understand some of it. It's probably rights issues. Um, I don't have CBS All Access, so I don't know if the Batman show was on CBS All Access. I don't know. But if you want to be the home for DC content, those are some big things you need to get back. And then, of course, once you hit the L's, you get all the Lego shit. Yep. There's a lot of Lego stuff. And which is good because it should appeal to young kids too. And you know, I don't fault them for having that stuff on there. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's it should be all forms that DC has ever taken because DC has been all of those. But um, anyone else want to jump in with the next topic? Uh, I was trying to. I was okay, waiting, sorry. waiting, waiting. My you, can't, turn. You, you can't wait your turn here, Jay. You got to jump in, okay? I tried three times. I feel like well, Scott. This <laughs> Jay doesn't want to talk. Um, I <laughs> feel like Scott did the other day on uh, House Rules. Anyway, uh, here's 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 my point, um, and it's kind of a biggie, right? Okay. So so buckle up because this is going to open a whole can of worms. All right. Are you ready? You are not Marvel. Stop trying. Okay, stop trying to be Marvel. You're not Marvel. You're not the same thing as Marvel. You don't need to be the same thing as Marvel. Don't try to compete to be the same thing as Marvel. Okay? Can we you don't... be more specific? Oh, you bet. Okay. Okay? What, what don't we need? We don't need more Batman. Why? Because we <laughs> fucking know who Batman is. Yeah, I totally agree. We don't what need don't we need? Batman. We don't good... need. We don't need Superman. Why? Because we fucking know who Superman is. I could argue that we don't need. We don't need Batman. We don't need Superman. We don't need Wonder Woman. We don't need Aquaman. We don't need Green Lantern. We know who these characters are. Let them be cameos in other movies. I'm gonna let Jay finish making his point. Jay, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> Beyonce had one of the best starts. I'm just saying. I'm going to let you okay. finish before I tell you why you're wrong. I mean, uh, before I. Look, what no, I'm saying keep is. Going, keep going. Keep you, going. What I'm saying is they have an entire stable full of characters that they can turn to that we have never seen that we can explore and learn more about. Why do we keep returning to the same well over and over again? To see the same stuff churned out again and again. It's like, oh, DC's coming out with another movie. And now, don't get me wrong. Yes, they did Wonder Woman. Okay, they did Aquaman. We saw those. I'm not saying we don't need more of them, but we don't need more origin stories. Okay, we okay, know see, who that, they are. That's what I that, felt like you were getting at. And and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you got that. Because I'm with you. Um, because that's like, that's the worst part about it is like... They could have just snapped off Justice League to kick off their whole DC thing, mm-hmm. and we'd have been fine. Like, yep, I give me yeah. give me Martian Manhunter. Give me something I don't really know that much about that I would be interested in seeing more about. And yeah, I get it. Oh, we gotta we gotta get money, and we gotta get people to come see our movie. Well, that's fine. That's why you put the characters that they know in the movie 
hook, hook well, him. You gotta get so, the hook. You gotta bait him in. Well, you hit two big points there, Jay, and I I want to spend some time on that because there's one I absolutely 110% agree with you, which is, and this is one of the bullet points I was gonna bring up, which is they have got to develop, uh, to use a sports term, they have got to get a deeper bench. Um. There's no excuse for them to keep going back to the same handful of characters over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, you look at, and again, I'm going to point to the competition, look at Marvel. Look at the ridiculously huge bench of characters Marvel has at this point. We have a goddamn Moon Knight series right now. New episode just dropped today. Fucking Moon Knight is getting, it's an, an entire series. And you guys are still hunkered down in your Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. You maybe dip a little toe in Aquaman or a Green Lantern every once in a while, but that like you keep retreating back to the Batman. Well, like Scott pointed out when he jumped onto HBO Max, the Batman, 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 oh, Superman, yeah. Batman, 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 Batman. Like we get it. So and you've got, yeah, you have got just as deep a roster of characters as Marvel does. You have got to start exploiting those characters. You have got to start, it, it, and I don't mean go so deep into the well that no one knows who they are. Like we don't need a Jonah Hex movie. You already fucked that up. We're good. Just leave Jonah Hex alone. Uh, but you know what might be cool? The Justice League Dark movie you've been kicking around for a decade. Uh, you know, with Constantine and Zatanna and, and and all those kind of people. That might be fun. Uh, you've got a, just as many awesome characters. And that's why I'm glad we're starting to see some projects like Shazam and Shazam is getting a sequel. We're seeing some members from the Justice Society are going to pop up in Black Adam. Like you're starting to get the point that you've got a lot of cool characters like we're getting freaking Hawkman and and um, Dr. Fate in a movie. Uh, that's awesome. Keep going with that. Embrace that. If Marvel can can make us care about characters we've never heard of before, like we're at the point now where if if you put the term Marvel in front of a random character name, people will I, I don't know what the hell that is, but it's Marvel. I'll watch it. You know, the turquoise crayon from Marvel. I don't know what that is, but it's Marvel. I'll watch it. Like you guys have got to get in on that. So. I agree 110 percent with Jay that, you know, Batman, I'm just I'm just done with. Uh, I, I don't care. Um, uh, Wonder Woman. Yes, they did. A, they did a Wonder Woman movie and it was really good. I enjoyed the first Wonder Woman movie. I also enjoyed it when it was called Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, <laughs> but that's fine because they're like this formula works. Let's use this formula. And they did it well. And it was good. It, it's very much a good movie. Go watch it. Um, but. When 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 looking at Marvel, so because Marvel started with their big ones as well, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, they started with the notes. So DC, you you had to have started with the notes. You can't just jump straight into a Moon Knight. You you've got to. But Marvel was built on characters. They they gave us characters we cared about. The, the MCU is the house that Tony Stark built, and Robert Downey Jr. Because they started with him, and it was it was all of that. It was a foundation with a good character and a, and a good cast, and and it, it was just a good character story. Um, the DCU should have been the uh, the house that Superman built. I know. Oh, I'm getting the, to that. Uh, 
I, I know. I'm getting but, to that. But, but that's what it should have been. One of the biggest tragedies, I've said this before, uh, you know, Obi-John, I know you and I have discussed it, um, was one of the biggest tragedies over the whole DCU debacle was that Henry Cavill did not get a proper Superman movie. So the, 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 the Man of Steel, which I like Man of Steel. I know a lot of people were up in arms because of the story and the way that the guy, but I understood what the director was trying to do, and I was cool with it. I was like, okay, I, I liked it. Um, you, I still like you, it. You were what, Scott? I was jiggy with it. Thank Jeez. you. Got to use your catchphrase, bud. Oh wait, I gotta, I gotta add a sound effect to that now. It's, it's, it's been amended. I'm jiggy with it. Um, <laughs> keep his words out of your. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. I might have to record that, but it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. I was not it. expecting that. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> I applaud you for going there, Scott. Did I uh, break Jay again? I didn't mean to break yeah. Jay. Anyway, yeah, the DC universe should have been the house that Superman built. You should have given us the Man of Steel, then you should have given us an actual Superman movie and started introducing other characters through that um, instead of going straight to, because this is something that DC does a lot with their live action. They're like, we got to do the biggest story we can. What's the biggest Superman story? Oh, it's doomsday. Well, let's do that next. You know, and back when, uh, when we got the, um, uh, the, 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 the Green Lantern live action, you know, which there are parts of it that I like, but then once again, they just jump straight to, you know, parallax. parallax. We do the, yeah, we we do the big earth shattering right at the end parallax thing. Uh, then throw a random scene of Sinestra putting on a yellow ring that we never explained or set up we, anywhere in the movie, but it'll look cool. It'll look cool, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they just jump straight to their big ones. It would be like, okay, we did Iron Man. What's next? <laughs> uh, Thanos. Yeah, we we jump straight to Thanos. No, they tease that shit and and drug the Infinity War out for. What? How, how long? Well, was it? Uh, twenty <laughs> movies. Uh, to be yeah. fair, though, when, when Joss Whedon threw that in at the end of Avengers, they had no plan for what to do no, with no. it. I, I'm <laughs> not saying they had an overarching plan. I'm not saying. Okay. But what I'm saying is they teased it. Yeah, it, it, it the, wasn't so much teasing yeah. as it was we have no fucking idea what we're doing. So that, just just sprinkle fine. something, and then we'll figure it out later. <laughs> but 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 they figured it out later. They didn't jump straight. They did. It. Yeah. Yes. You know, they, they held themselves in check. So the DC universe has no characters you give a shit about. None. Like, there's no characters in DC that I like. The most popular character that I have seen from DC in the last uh, year that, that I know of is Peacemaker. He had that breakout thing. And I don't know why, because he is a shit stain of a character. That's kind of the point of the character. I can't stand that character. I don't know why he's popular. Like, did there's you watch no... more than the first episode? No. Okay. No, I did not. And the reason yeah. I did not, I so I watched the Suicide Squad movie, and that was a big bait and switch because, like, I was all for like you know Nathan Fillion and stuff. Oh, we've got this arm fall off man, which he changes his name in the movie, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know who this is, but you know, blah blah blah, blah. and then it's just like pulled the rug right out from under us. Um, but I watched the movie. And then I watched the first episode of Peacemaker. And 
literally he's the most he, he, he's 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 a moron that doesn't know why he's a shit stain of a human being. Um, and yeah, you nailed but, it. But, yeah, and and in in uh, but in in Suicide Squad, he's billed as the ultimate soldier who, and I quote, "In his hands, anything is a weapon." And in the first episode, the only fight he gets into, what does he do? He reaches over, grabs a random object, and just throws it at the person that that, it, and he just throws it, and then runs and jumps out a fucking window. I'm like, well, shit, I can do that. The, the hell is with this person? He just he throws like two objects. Objects. That's it. Just throws them. Doesn't throw them tactically. Doesn't have any kind of weird effect or anything. Nope. Nope. Just throws them and it bounces off the person that he's fighting. Just, just throws it. Well, so, Scott's breakdown of why he hates Peacemaker from one episode aside. Um, yes, Scott. Sorry, I'm totally with. It's okay. I know. Um, I'm, I'm gonna try to bring it back. Um, deeper bench. Um, I love the fact that you're starting to do that again. We're getting the JSA in a in a. Um, uh, Black Adam movie, that's awesome. We're getting uh, Shazam sequel, good job. We're, we're you know, Peacemaker is getting a, you got the spinoff series, which is getting an extra, uh, another season. Uh, we've already confirmed we're going to give the Penguin character from The Batman his own show. Awesome. Keep that, that's, the keep, best keep that part going. of that movie. Keep that going. I, I, I like what you're doing. I like what you're doing. If you gave fucking Alfred a series before he becomes the Wayne Butlers, I love stupidest fucking idea ever. I loved the first season of Alfred. Stupidest fucking idea ever. Anyway, if you gave that a show, you can develop more of a bench. And and I like that you're starting to lean that way. You're starting to see that. Um and and keep that up. There are lots of amazing characters within the DC stable that are <sighs> ready made and they don't all have to be a 200 million pole blockbuster film. They can be on a smaller scale. They can show up in somebody else's movie. They can be in a spinoff show. Uh, There's lots of avenues for you to use to explore those characters, but explore your bench more. Build Um, out that deeper bench. You're not going to be able to do it right away, but it's worth, it's going to be worth the effort. Sorry, Jay, go ahead. You, you brought up a good point that I wanted to like you and Scott's discussion brought something else up that I was thinking about. I think we need to let it cool off for a little bit. Like you, you know, you're like, Oh, Shazam sequel. Oh, they're making a black Adam movie, all this other stuff. I think to really make a good, like to start, like to, if you really want to do this, right. You gotta just stop for a while. Like you, you gotta take a deep breath because you just had the Batman come out and like, you just kind of got to take a deep breath, give it a minute, and you almost have to just start fresh. Because well, I'm going to get to that. I'm, I'm going to get to that, Jay. Because um, I agree, but I disagree. It'll make sense, I think. Um, well, d- d- deeper bench. Any anything else that wants to throw out about DC building a deeper bench or any suggestions of who to go to next, Jay? You want to pitch that Deathstroke series? I. I mean, like, not just you don't have to make it a series, but you can make him a recurring <laughs> like you can make him a recurring villain, at least. I mean, put him in some shit. Let him be known. I know that he's in I know he was in Arrow as a villain and then as sort of like a non-villain. And I know he's in the Titans show, but like 
give him some proper dues. The dude is like, he's better than what they give him credit for. And that just kind of sucks. Personally, um, so this is something I just found out here recently. Apparently there is uh, a, a Blue Beetle property coming out. I don't know if it is it a movie or is it a show. I don't know which. But something, sometime in the next show, year. but I could be wrong. Sometime in the next year. So they're bringing out Blue Beetle. This is something, this is good. You know, he's he he's part of the Teen Titans. You know, uh, uh, he's, he's got some great power sets. He, he's just a really cool character. Uh, I think they could do it well. So focusing on things like that. And, and the reason I heard about this was the whole Sony thing with the, uh, the, the wrestler dude. Yeah. Or whatever that's coming out and they're they're currently touting it as the first you know first uh latino latin uh, uh superhero and literally blue beetle will be coming out before it does so yeah so fucking uh, sony needs to uh, <laughs> sony needs to listen to what jason said and just fucking stop <laughs> they're they they're they're green lighting a madam web movie Oh, movie. Well, we've already got we've already got Madam Web coming into the MCU in Phase Four with uh uh no no sorry that's Madam Hydra sorry that was Madam Hydra I got my yeah. Madams sorry no, Jay you remember the '90s Spider-Man cartoon Yeah remember the least cool thing about that when the weird old lady would show up and like throw random stuff at Spider-Man Madam Web remember that Uh huh Yeah she's getting her own movie now from from Sony Can somebody just like can somebody buy Sony does anybody get the money to buy Sony right now? You, you know, you know, we're, we're we're calling all these random spinoff movies, uh, like like uh, um, um, Morbius, Morbius, and and the now in production uh, Craven the Hunter. It's it's oh. the hold on uh, Sony universe of Marvel characters. Wow. Um. So okay. basically. They're just the like they're ringing out the Spider-Man franchise to its last drop. They are bleeding Spidey dry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 and we've gotten way off topic here. But it, speaking of things I need to stop is these fucking Sony. And maybe we'll put that aside. Uh, I would love to sit down and have a word with Sony. Um, just fucking fire Avi Rod, please. Uh, but anyway, DC is where we're at. So yeah. yes. <laughs> You've got a deep bench. You've got a lot of cool characters. Jay wants a Deathstroke project. Um, you've got a Green Lantern core show on HBO coming. That sounds awesome. It's going to have multiple Green Lanterns. That sounds awesome. Keep doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, Green Lantern is is an entire thing that you've just completely damned abandoned. Other than the, the we tried it the, once and it didn't the, work, so we can never do it again. Yeah. Uh, why you've completely forgotten this character exists, I have no idea, other than the John Diggle stuff that's going on, which I don't know if that's ever going to go anywhere, but it's oh, there. They've already pretty much killed that, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so Green Lantern's one that I want to see them focus on, because he's an awesome character. It's got great potential for stories. It's got great potential for other characters. Um, uh, like the, the uh, blue... Uh, huh? Sorry, go ahead, Scott. So the the Blue Beetle uh, property that's coming out, I think, is a step in the right direction, provided they don't screw it up, you know? Especially uh, if they uh, lean into, because they're jumping right to the Jaime Reyes character, which is cool, and I get yeah. he's, he's the most well-known. But I would love if they back end, uh, backfill that with some of the, like, Ted Kord stuff and yes. do some of the legacy DC stuff. That would be awesome. 
Because that's one yeah. thing that I love about the DC characters is post-crisis, there's a great history to the DC universe of the Justice Society and all the Golden Age heroes. And, and, and that stuff is really cool. It's one of the things I love about DC. And, and the comics end has learned the hard way that fans love that because they stripped it all away for New 52 and fans hated it and they brought it all back for DC Rebirth. So embrace some of that too. I think it would be awesome. Uh, you know, you can start with a well-known character with the Jaime Reyes and the, the cool alien Iron Man suit, basically. Start with that. I get it. I get it. But then you backfill in with, you know, maybe Ted Cord is there to help him figure out how to, you know, unlock the Scarab or, you know, like a mentor character. The way Flash ended up sort of tying in um, um, Jay Garrick Flash to to the Wally West and the, the uh, sorry, Barry Allen Flash. That was cool. Do some more stuff with that. Um, sorry, I lost props with that. But yeah, tons of cool characters. Any other pitches? Uh, okay. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Okay. Um, so, Scott brought it up, so I'll finish it off. Um, this was my This was my number one with a bullet. Um, DC, I know Batman is where the merchandise is. I get that. I get that. He's a guy who uses gadgets and has a car and a cave and a bat suit. And I get it. He's your merchandise cash cow. I get it. But you have lost sight of the fact that you are the house that Superman built. You would not exist without that character. That character is what drives your company. He is when, when and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go a little off in left field, but I'll bring it back. I promise. When when Bob Iger took over Disney, he recognized he, he sat down and, and took a good hard look at the company and the state it was in and where he wanted to get it and how to get it there. And one of the first big tenets he 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 came. Was that animation drives Disney and Disney's animation department was on life support. It was under his watch. We got movies like Tangled and Frozen and, and the, the, the slate that's coming out now where it's returned dis- animated Disney projects, not Pixar movies, animated Disney projects back on track with where they were in the golden uh, age of the 90s. <coughs> that is what Superman is to DC. And right now, your Superman cinematic whatever is a fucking dumpster fire. And you've done it to yourselves. You had one solid Superman movie that was supposed to relaunch the character for modern audiences to do what Chris Nolan's uh, Batman Begins did for Batman. That's what Man of Steel was supposed to be for Superman. And critiques aside, it was a solid first movie. It was a, a reinvention, retelling of the origin. Uh, it got across what we needed to get across. It established the character. And by the end of the first movie, you had kind of come up to here's where the status quo is that people associate. He's working at the planet. He's got the Clark Kent identity and the big goofy glasses and him and Lois are a thing. And you, you get the, the, you know, the Perry, don't call me chief. And like, okay, you've set the character where we know he's supposed to be. You've got his status quo started. And then the very next thing you did was throw Batman in it. 
Man of Steel 2. Nope, sorry, it's Batman versus Superman now. Superman now has second billing in his own movie. Thanks, guys. You rushed it. Someone mentioned, hey, why don't we do a Superman-Batman team-up movie as the second Superman movie? And someone was like, well, hey, we haven't really set up what's going on with Superman yet. Ah, it doesn't matter. We can do Batman. Oh, okay. And you go watch that movie. It's about 70-30 Batman to Superman. Uh, and I'm just talking pure screen time as a character. Like he clearly, you, you you jangled the keys of the Batmobile in front of Zack Snyder, and he forgot all about Superman. And the poor character has been done dirty and dirty ever since. Uh, well, it also mustache gate in in Justice League. But <laughs> well, it also didn't help in Batman versus Superman that the actor playing Batman had such a huge creative you know, role in the film and was rewriting on set. Yeah, they clearly wanted a relationship with Ben Affleck as a writer-director, not just an actor, and I get that. That's fine. But that's when you give him his own project, which we'll get into later, um, and, and say, hey, we just need you to be an actor for this project. You can write and direct your own Batman movie after this. Uh, and that's not what happened. Nope. Um, but here's my... Here's what I'm going to say about this. I, I agree that you have to get back to Superman, but for the love of God, don't make it another origin. No, no, no. That's, that's the other point yeah. you brought up, Jay, yeah. that you, you absolutely are right on. With certain characters, we do not ever need to see their origin story again for at least another 10 to 15 years. We never need to see Batman's parents getting killed again. We never need to see the origin of Superman. People who don't even read comics or watch these movies know their origins. It's like with Spider-Man. One of the smartest things Marvel did when they got Spidey uh, in the MCU was we're not going to rehash the origin story again. Because that's what they did with uh, Amazing Spider-Man. And the worst part of that movie is when they clunkily rehash the origins again. You don't need to do that. You can yeah. start out with Superman already there in the status quo we know him of, working at the planet. He's got a crush on Lois. Lois doesn't see Clark at all, but she's in love with Superman. You get Jimmy Olsen with the photography and the, uh, hey, Mr. Kent, and the chief with the Grant Caesar's ghost. And the, the, we get it. You can just jump right into that and we'll follow along. Yeah. At most, at most, you can give us a brief little montage in the opening credits just to catch us up to speed if you need to. But that's it. That's it. No. That's all you get. We no. don't no. need it. And for the love, I'm going to attack this on too. For the love of God, no more fucking Zod. He is the laziest supervillain creation. What if it was Superman, but he's bad? Stop it! Uh, <laughs> Stop the evil Superman stories. Because I'm really sick of evil Superman stories. Uh, but Sorry. I'm going to disagree, John. No montage. Nothing. We I'm, don't I'm need saying that, that's, that's all they can get is well, a montage in the opening credits because we're not no. going to pay attention anyway. Well, uh, like, uh, they, they just like don't Spider Man 2 style. No, they just don't need anything uh, at all because we know who Superman, Superman is. Spider Man 2, yeah. we're just like the artwork of. Yeah. In, instead, of, instead of a montage of, hey, this is where he came from. Give us an opening scene, not opening credits. Give us an opening scene. You can you can overlay credits on a scene going on because none of us pay attention to what those names say anyway. Like, 
unless you're really, really into who the who directed it, which you already know going to see the movie, or who's in it, which again you already know going to see the movie, do you really need to know the production company? No, not really. So you can watch a scene with these credits going by because people have done it before and it'll be perfectly fine. So give us something interesting to happen in the beginning of the movie that leads us into what the rest of the movie is going to be about. Well, and, I mean, oh, sorry. Oh, I was Go just going to say, stop changing who killed Batman's parents. They're dead. Leave them dead. We understand. Okay. There. I don't even want to hear their names anymore. I don't Why did you say that name? God, I hate that. that that's, that's... <laughs> yeah, see, so, okay, so, you, you, so, all right, you touched on it. So, so, Batman versus Superman. Um, I, I don't, I don't hate it as much as other people do. Um, I, I prefer the extended cut a little better because it does give, give us more Clark and more Superman. Not much more, but it does yeah, give us. Yeah, it gives you about uh, 3% more Clark. 3% more Clark. And you get a little bit of why Clark is so, you know, head headset against the Batman and everything and why he's doing what he's doing. But um you get all the way to this thing and you're trying to tie them and get tie them together through their mothers. So, you know, Superman says, you know, he he he's he's being, you know, Batman's got him on the ropes, he's doing his thing, uh, and everything, and he's like, Got to say Martha. Why did you say that name? First of all, I don't and in that scene he wouldn't have said Martha. I think he would have said mom and you could have done the whole thing you know, with just, you know, uh, Batman realizing he has a mother and it humanizes him in, in Batman's head. Like, you, you could have written it a whole different way. Um, like, the fact that, you know, with with Lex Luthor getting, uh, not Lex Luthor, well, Lex Luthor Jr., technically, getting access to the Kryptonian stuff and creating Doomsday, like, I was fine with all that. I was fine with that origin Doomsday, but that literally should have happened in movie three it should have been doomsday it should have been bizarro a failed clone of a kryptonian that's bizarro can, not doomsday i i can see that too I, I, but i was fine with it being doomsday it didn't bother me but it shouldn't have I'm happened in, in in batman versus superman uh no it should have happened in man of steel three yeah because it's or, not a story yeah. doomsday is not a story that needs batman or wonder woman i, I agree yeah uh um, but yeah, going through all that, I don't know. It's it's like they 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 I don't know. They 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 jump into the biggest stories they can possibly think of with no setup at all. They literally <laughs> want to jump to Act Three of everything. Yeah. And, and and I'm actually gonna go. You you brought up the 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 Alfred show Pennyworth. Um, and I know you hate it, and it's fine, hate it. But I enjoyed season one. I like. The actor, I like the characters that they gave us. I like the story that they gave us. I was fine with it, but that series like loses its shit in season two because literally we jump from season one to season three, and you're you're like, wait, none of this was going on at the end of season one. What the hell happened? There's an entire season of plot that happens between one and two that we don't get to see. And that's what killed it for me, because 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 it seems like every live action DC does not want to go through the three story, you know, the, the, the three or even a four act uh, story progression. They literally want to give us a give us an origin and then they want to jump to act three. They don't want to do any character building, any story building at all. 
and it pisses me off. So right now, my biggest my biggest thing for trying to fix the DCU is all those involved, everybody involved. First of all, get the corporate suits out of this shit as much as you can. I know you can't do it 100%. That's never going to happen. Stop, stop letting them make major decisions. And the people that are writing these movies and getting them in play, go back to school and learn how to write a damn story. Scott, now you're just trying to fix how Hollywood works, and, and we don't have enough time. <laughs> I mean, uh, <coughs> I mean, Shazam. Never I, forget, never, never forget. The reason Justice League had to come out in theaters when it did is to make sure executives at Warner Brothers got their bonuses. <laughs> I'm not making it up. I'm not exaggerating. That's why they couldn't move the release date for Justice League. It had to come out on that date or executives didn't get their bonuses. I'm going to calm down. Who's Fraba? Who's Fraba? Um, yeah. Uh, I, th- there's too many people. Uh, the wrong people for the DCU are making decisions. They overreact to shit they shouldn't overreact to. They underreact to shit they should react to. Uh, they, and uh, um, just the wrong people are making just just because they brought in, you know, after the whole, you know, Justice League debacle and everything, they brought in um, what Jeff Johns his name right the, 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 joss the, whedon no no not joss whedon not joss whedon they brought in the same guy that did um uh oh shit uh, green lantern rebirth and yeah and, jeff jeff johns briefly was yeah, at the briefly. helm of, of dc yes briefly um but, but it was they they, they he they got the axe because of every, the performance of justice league which he had nothing to do with correct they had nothing to do with it, and they fired him. So, so they made a movie. They hired a guy. The movie comes out. The movie is shit. They fired the guy they hired after the movie was made because the movie that was made before he was even in charge failed. The projects that got greenlit under Jeff Johns, I think Wonder Woman was already uh, cast, and I think it had a director, but yep. he, from the ground up, greenlit Shazam. Mm-hmm. And um, got Aquaman up on off the ground. Yeah, but he wasn't there for their executions. Um, no, that's he, he, for those yeah. movies. He, he by the time they came out, he'd already been fired. Uh, yeah. Which was yeah. it, it goes perfectly into your underreacting, overreacting. They they overreact or appropriately reacted by getting somebody new in charge after Batman v Superman. But then they didn't give that person long enough to see any of his projects through. So by the yeah. time his projects came out and Shazam did, did well and got really good uh, reviews and Wonder Woman came out and did huge and Aquaman made uh, the most money of any DC movie ever. I just want to repeat that fact so no one ever forgets. DC, uh, Aquaman is currently, at the yeah. time of this recording, the highest grossing DC project ever. Ever. Aquaman. 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 Or as I like to refer to it, exposition for an hour and a half, action for 45 minutes. (laughs) You call it whatever you want. I call it fucking awesome. Uh, But yeah, that movie came out and made all the money, and the guy who greenlit it, they already fired. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I hate Shazam, but uh, the others were were, were decent. But to, to speak to Scott's point about, like, 
the writing and storytelling of these DC movies. It, I'm not going to say Aquaman was a bad movie. It's not. But I wouldn't go back and watch it again. Why? Because if you listen to the dialogue and actually listen to the dialogue, not just the fact that they're dumping exposition, it's very clunky dialogue. The most real conversations in that entire movie were between uh, Tamara Morrison and uh, Jason Momoa. He's not wrong. I mean, I watched it. Yeah, again, I understand you didn't like Aquaman, Jay. I don't get it, but Aquaman was fucking awesome. I didn't Uh, say I didn't like it. I just said it's hard. I wouldn't watch it again. I've seen it once. That's all I need. (laughs) I loved it. It was awesome. It was everything you would ever want from an Aquaman movie. Uh, And and then some. They, They were like, we might not get to make a second one, so we're putting everything in one movie. It was awesome. Um. <laughs> no, back to the point I was trying to get on. Uh, we've gotten way sidetracked, and we're not going to fix the way the Hollywood system works. But <clears throat> Superman, you've got to get Superman back on track. You have the perfect actor in the role of Superman, and you are literally letting his contract lapse. <clears throat> I don't know. I would love to see Man of Steel too, but I don't know at this point if if enough other people in the world want to see Man of Steel too that that would be financially viable. So I'm going to pitch a one-two punch to you. First of all, your next Superman project needs to be an adaptation of the best Superman story ever written, Superman Birthright. It gives you everything you'd ever need in a Superman movie. (coughs) Or you need to go back and do the Brainiac storyline that everyone has been trying. Everyone's been writing Brainiac stories since fucking Kevin Smith wrote the first draft for Superman Returns. Yep. Uh, or Superman Lives. Excuse me. Superman Lives. Uh, it was called then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, everyone has been trying to put in. And in, in, uh, when they did Superman Returns and they were going to, they were planning early stages of planning what would have been the sequel to Superman Returns with Brandon and Ralph that never happened was, oh, we'll bring Brainiac in. Everyone's been trying to bring Brainiac into a Superman movie and we still haven't done it because we got a giant $200 million reboot of Superman. And, and who did we do? Fucking Zod. <clears throat> So, go big with Superman. Focus on Superman. Give Henry Cavill the Man of Steel 2 he's always deserved. Or scrap all that. Do a new Superman movie. But keep, keep Henry Cavill. I don't care at this point. Henry Cavill deserves the right to be Superman at least once. Uh, as much as the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League sucks, I still love it. Because there's at least two or three scenes where Henry Cavill gets to be Superman. He gets to smile and crack jokes and be cheesy and corny and the big blue yep. Boy Scout. The shitty movie, but for like thirty seconds, I get to see Superman. It's awesome. It was better um, than the Snyder Cut. And this, that's I, I, a whole yeah. other thing to get into. Uh, but but yes, you've got to get Superman back on track. And I know <clears throat> you're, you're currently developing a, a Valzad Superman project, which could be interesting with Michael B. Jordan. So here's the thing. Because right now, DC, you're, you're, you're a mess. You're all over the map. Uh, Walter Hamada, who's the guy who's currently running the ship for DC at Warner Brothers, has basically been picking projects based on, I think this will make a good movie. He has not cared at all about 
weaving a larger DC universe. And I can't necessarily fault him for that because their attempts to do so earlier were a miserable failure. So things like Joker, um, the Batman, uh, those were things greenlit under Hamada because that'll make an interesting movie. I would, I would like to see that movie. And it's hard to argue with his track record because he's produced some really good movies under that track record. But that way of thinking of just making a good movie at a time, audiences are not going to go with that anymore. You will always and forever be compared to Marvel. And Marvel has their thing is it's all a one big universe. Fans are going to want to see that from you guys. So here's what you do. I'm going to throw you a softball. It's already a thing you own. Launch the Elseworlds movie series. Elseworlds, if you don't know, is a, a banner that DC publishes under that is essentially their version of What If. Elseworlds titles are one-off stories set in their own pocket universe that have no connection to the larger mainstream DC universe. They're just a what-if kind of story. Superman Red Sun, where Superman lands in Soviet Russia instead of Mom Pa Kent's backyard. That's an Elseworlds title. It's a really cool exploration of what would Superman be like if he landed in 1950s Soviet Russia. It's an interesting story. It would make a cool movie. They've already done an animated adaptation of it. But that's an Elseworlds title. Uh, the Dark Knight Returns, as much as everyone loves it, is not canon to Batman. It's an Elseworlds title. So launch your Elseworlds title. And then all these random, desperate sort of uh, uh, storylines you have going on, like Joker, The Batman, this upcoming Val Zod Superman project, they're all Elseworlds titles. And that signals to people, hey, this might be a one-off movie, but we can go anywhere and do anything because we're in our own universe. And that's the fun of those kind of stories. Launch a, a, a Elseworlds. You can't call it multiverse because Marvel already beat you to that. Um, they've already branded themselves with multiverse. So they launch your Elseworlds title. You could do Man of Steel under an Elseworlds title. And then, and then once you've got all that, you can retroactively make the Snyderverse Elseworlds stories and clear the deck to relaunch a proper connected DC universe. So, I mean, basically what you're saying is what I said <laughs> of they need to start over, start fresh, give it a break. You just added well, in, well, you just added in like, yes, but I, I don't want to throw the baby out. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You've got a lot of great movies that were made under the, the idea of just make a good story. Don't throw that out keep doing that but make them in this under this banner that they're not so everyone understands this is not connected to that yeah but i mean that you the same could be said for what is in marvel right now like before marvel actually started doing marvel they there were marvel characters who were in decent movies like spider-man spider-man 2 the uh, -huh. uh x-men x2 blade uh -huh. So there are movies out there that they're not like, hey, these are multiverse movies. No, they still exist. So if you just let it cool off for a minute, <coughs> you just let it cool off and wait until you've finalized everything with this Discovery deal, you come out as Discovery DC and start fresh. And nobody... you're. You're not I'm telling you, Jay, that's, behind. That, that's not going to happen because projects are already in production right now. 
So, so there's going to the be stuff coming that are out in production. That, that's never going to happen. Millions of dollars are already being spent on these movies and these series that are going to come out. And they're going to come out when you weren't at the wheel. So by having the Elseworlds banner to put them under, you you leave the door open that, hey, maybe this uh, Black Adam movie is going to be a big hit and we'll want to do some sequels to it. But we're not beholden to working that Black Adam into our universe. Understand? No, I get what you're saying, but okay. I, like, they're not just going to shut down production on everything right now. They're never going to do that. It's going to cost them more maybe. in the long run. To it's going to cost them more to shut everything down and then get started because now and contracts extend more sets and costumes like happen. They're never just going to stop everything. But. I'm just saying maybe they should. Maybe that's what they should do. Because you look at your track record, and it's not great. It's also not terrible. That's the oh. problem they're in. If everything sucked, we could just say, screw it all and start over again. But everything doesn't suck. Aquaman made $1.8 billion. That didn't suck. Wonder Woman got great reviews. It didn't suck. Shazam got great reviews. It's an interesting character. It didn't suck. The problem is... Everything didn't suck. There were enough good things. We don't want to lose those, but we have work to do. If everything sucked and all the casting was terrible, and 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 then we could just say, just scrap the whole thing and be done with it and start over again. But it, it didn't. And that's the weird pickle that they're in. Well, because I've, you're just going to dig yourself a deeper hole. That's what you're going to do. You're just going to keep digging yourself a deeper hole. And I get what you're saying with, you know, launch this elseworlds banner and you say okay here you go but you're just going to keep digging yourself a deeper hole because you're just gonna keep going back to what you think is going to be good like the batman and you're just going to keep making movies that people are going to go see and that's where they're getting their money but like i'm glad i didn't pay to go see the batman in theaters i'll just throw that out there right now Okay. Because, I mean, like, that's why people go to see it because it's like, oh, it's a Batman movie. I'll go see it. And it might make money, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good movie. Jason, that's all that matters in Hollywood. That's fine, but <laughs> I'm just saying, you maybe you just need to stop the engine for a second, let it cool off, and start fresh. And I'm saying, is that's it gonna? Not it's, I, I understand it's not gonna happen. Yes, I get it because money drives everything. But what I'm saying, I mean, if this is what we're talking about today, open letter, what we think, what I think is DC just needs to pump the brakes, pull over to the side of the road, shut the motor off, let it cool down, then start it back up. That's that's Fair my enough. opinion. That's what I think they need to do. Because, I disagree, but I appreciate your opinion uh, uh, presenting a, a different different side of things. Honestly, I do. I, I appreciate that we don't we we aren't all in agreement on this. Again, I think that I, I my whole thing is don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. As much as I didn't love it, Joe did huge at the box office, and people loved that movie. So obviously, there's some merit to Walter Hamada's "Let's just make a good movie" approach to things. So an Elseworlds banner, sorry, you can do that. 
you can tell one-off stories that might be interesting, really cool stories, and might bring in you know praise from critics and get money. But again, under the Elseworlds banner, you're now not beholden to making that fit into your larger universe. You can then it frees you up to then it's having your cake and eating it too, Jay. It's it's saying okay, as far as our like connected universe, yeah, we're gonna pause that. We're gonna we're gonna and the other point I wanted to bring up is you've got to get one person in charge to oversee building a universe. You've got to get your own Kevin Feige, whatever you want to call that position, the chief uh, creative organizer person, whatever. Um, it allows you to take your time and craft that universe and figure out how do we want to come at this, what movies do we want to plan out, plan out arcs across movies, but also the, the projects that are coming that you can't stop coming because it will cost you more money to stop them than to let them come out. It gives you a way to sort of set them off to the side, uh, but not write them off so that if and when they're successful, you can say, hey, look, this Elseworlds thing sure is working. Wasn't that a great idea of ours, even though we didn't greenlight this movie and it was in production before we bought the company. Hey. Um, but it frees you up to then, okay, the pressure's off. We don't have to make all these random. We don't have to make the Blue Beetle show and the Green Lantern series tie into Black Adam, which has to tie into Shazam, which has to tie into the Batman. Like, you don't have to do that. Yeah, that's. I, I never said that that's what they should do, though. You said they should stop everything. Yes. I didn't say tie in all the other things. I'm saying they should stop everything and say everything that happened before this. It happened. We made money off of it. Yay. And then start fresh. I'm not saying tie in all those things that they're doing right now. No, that's a terrible idea. Because yeah, what's what you're going to end up, what's, what's going to happen is you're going to put all these people that want to see this stuff into a huge quagmire of, I have no idea what's going on. What is canon? What isn't canon? Because you're still producing things and putting them out. And people are confused, are going to be confused about that. So if you just stop and start with something new, then you're good to go. Start with a new Superman movie. With, and I know you don't like the idea, but with a new Superman, not Henry Cavill. Scott, I'm, 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 am I missing something? That, 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 I, th I feel like you and I are talking around each other, Jay. Because that's what I'm saying, is these projects that have already come out can still exist, can still be a thing. Because they're, 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 they're not going to stop them from happening. I'm not saying I'm not saying they should take everything that's already come out and try to tie it into one universe because it's never going to work. I'm saying you can take the Elseworlds banner and put everything under it. The, the way that that Disney did with all the expand the uh, expanded universe stuff, they shifted all, shifted it all under the Legends banner and started okay. Everything that happens from now on is is canon. Everything from then earlier isn't because it's a legend now. Like that's what I'm saying they should do with Elseworlds. I think I've okay. lost everybody. Okay. So, hang on here. Um, 
I, I, I don't know how to fix what's going on here. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, you all are both saying the same thing. You're just saying it in two different fashions. That's what so, I meant by talking around each other. Yeah. So, ultimately, I think the consensus is that all the stuff that's currently being greenlit is going to happen, obviously. Wheels are in motion. Money's been spent. You know, they've got to get some return on that investment because that's ultimately what we're talking about here, a return on investment. Um, but once those movies come out, okay, to Jay's point, what they should do is they should stop green lighting movies. Yes. They, they, they should just stop green lighting new shit because the Batman 2 has been greenlit. Oh, right? God. The Batman 2 has been greenlit. It's it's oh. it's it's in the early stages of pre-production right now. Uh, it, the project is spinning up. Um, See, that's yeah, yeah, like that's the yeah, stuff I on. mean. Yeah, yeah they yeah. need to stop green lighting new movies. All the stuff that's in production, let it let it wash through, let it do its thing, and then to Jay's point, they need to stop, take a breath, you know, and see where they're at. With with Obi John's point. Once they do that, they a they need to get somebody at the helm and let them actually be at the helm and not replace them after thirty fucking seconds. And movies that came out like like they don't need to hire somebody and then fire them because shit they didn't have anything to do with failed and you know they they need to let them see their phase through to see how it's going to work. It may not work. They could hire a shitty helmsman, but that's beside the point. Um, but then once all that stuff is there, you rebrand in the public eye all of the stuff that's out as Elseworlds. That way people know, you know, it's, it, it just gives, because your point was they need to relaunch Superman without Henry Cavill. And and, and Jay, your, your point with, with not using Henry Cavill, even though I feel that Henry Cavill just deserves more than anybody else to have a, a, his, his shot at Superman. Um, is so that people don't look at Henry Cavill on screen and get confused. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, like. Oh, this is a new Superman movie, but it's Henry Cavill, so it ties back into this, right? And because people are dumb, they'll get confused. So you you rebrand everything as Elseworlds. You have your new head, which I don't know who that would be because I'm not I'm not hip on the the whole who needs to do what. I still think Jeff Johns got. The royal shaft. Um, I agree. Um, then going forward, after after everything is done, your current stuff that's in production has run its course. You've taken your breather period of let's say six months, maybe a year, and I know that's a long time to because because the executives are like, we're leaving money on the table. We gotta have Batman out there because he's with, and the the fans are culpable in this. Because the executives aren't wrong. They got Batman on something and put it out there. It's going to make money because people are going to go fucking see it. I did. Um, but, yeah. So, that's that's what we're talking about right now. Is let everything that's out there run its course. Do its thing. Rebrand it as Elseworlds. So that, nobody, so that everybody's on the same page. We know what's going on. And then you need, ultimately, you need somebody good. You need your Kevin Feige. 
That's yes. what you need. So the question yes. becomes, after all this is so said proper, and done, the question yes. becomes, is who is your Kevin Feige? I think they were genius earlier because I meant to look up the name and I forgot. But it wasn't just Jeff Johns um, during his tenure. It was him and another guy. Um, I forget. It was John something or other. It was Jeff Johns and John something. But Jeff Johns is a guy whose background is comic books. He, he was a yes. writer, illustrator in the comic book world. Then he kind of transitioned a bit into writing for TV series and then kind of transitioned into producing some TV episodes. And, and he kind of he came into uh, the world that way. The other guy, I forget his name. I, actually, I meant to look it up. I apologize. He came directly from the world of producing movies. So the two of them together were the great duality of, okay, I'm from the world of comic books. He's from the world of movies. We'll run ideas past each other. And together, we'll produce something that is true to the comics, true to what fans want to see, but also works as a standalone movie. That was genius. And I think that worked. The problem is they got shit canned because of Justice League, which they had. And I can't say they had nothing to do with, but it wasn't their mess. They did their best to clean it up, but it wasn't their mess. Yeah, and I think that's the way to go. Is is yeah. gets uh, don't put it all on one person's shoulders. Kevin Feige is a god among men. I don't know how he can juggle all the things he juggles for so long, so well. Don't try to get one person to do all that. You're going to burn them out. Uh, look at the way Marvel goes through directors. Um, th- th- if if you're around for more than one project, you get burned out by two. Um, so get and even then, like their biggest I, projects, like Infinity War and Endgame, had two directors. Yeah, it's too big for one person. So I think you're, you look to that. Get someone who's great as oh. a film producer and someone from the comic world. Well, even even with the Russo brothers, I'm impressed they can they can do what they take on what they take on. Yeah, you know, um, but uh. I don't know. Yeah, right now I think it comes down to discoveries coming in. Mm -hmm. We're going to bring this, wrap this back around to the Discovery Warner Brothers merger and and everything like that. The best thing going forward that they can do is what 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 the doc what Jay said. Let I mean stuff's got to happen that's already in motion. We know that, but build a gap into your schedule and then find your Kevin. We just needed to figure out who that is. Because here's the thing about Warner Brothers. They're not just DC. They can put out plenty of stuff to make money that are one-off standalone movies or expanding on other series that they have in their whole list of things that they can do, right? They have ways to make money that aren't DC. If yeah, you Casablanca truly, too. If you truly want to fix DC, like if that's really what you want to do, and you want DC to be your spearhead of Warner Brothers, like you want it to be your moneymaker. Because the thing is, Marvel Studios just puts out Marvel movies, and they're owned by Disney. Right? And yes. Disney puts out... Now, they've got... I mean, it's Disney... But they've got so many other things that they can put out. They don't just lean on Marvel. 
So Warner Brothers doesn't have to lean on DC. So they can let it chill. And like what Scott said, and we're we're both on the same page, John, of of they need to leave things alone for a while. I think we both agree with that, that they just need to leave it be for a while. And I agree with Scott, whatever they have in production is going to come out. That's fine. Let it come out. Okay. It'll come out. But the Batman 2, why is that greenlit? Because it made okay. money, right? Because that's, the Batman made money. And that's I get the point that. I was trying to make with the Elseworlds thing is you can have your cake and eat it too. So, yeah. okay, the Batman came out, it made money, people liked it. Okay, cool. We want to strike all the irons hot and get a sequel going. But we don't know, if, again, again, that's not ever going to connect to a larger DC universe because the whole thing is it's its own Batman universe. Cool. That's an Elseworlds title. So we'll make as many The Batman movies enter the Elseworlds title. And then whatever, three, five years from now, when we get our main DC Universe films going again, and we have our own Batman in that, it's branded as whatever you call it, Discovery DC, uh, Discovery Universe of DC characters, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you, you can do both. But that was my okay. point with the Elseworlds title. And I get that point. But what okay. I'm trying to say is, if you do that right now, if you bring that out right now and continue to produce these things and continue to greenlight things and say, oh, it's going to be under the Elseworlds title while not stopping greenlighting new productions, mm-hmm. people are going to get bogged down in a quagmire of not knowing which one's which because like scott said generally people are dumb yes people are a lot smarter now when it comes to comic book shit than they used to be look at how far we've come since iron man one to where we are now go into any local comic book store and tell me how many batman titles are on the shelf right now there's at least eight of them the comic book world thrives on multiple interpretations of the same character existing at the same time. You can do the same thing with movies. I'm not saying there needs to be a new, I'm not saying make eight different Batman titles and eight different continuities. I'm not saying go that far, but I'm saying you can have the same way you can have Superman in Superman and Lois right now on TV. You can have Henry Cavill in a movie and people will understand it's not the same Superman. You I don't do that think, with movies. I don't think you can compare a, somebody who's going to a comic book store and getting comics to your everyday moviegoer. Who do you think sees comic book movies, Jay? A lot more people than people who read comic books. Yes, and I'm saying the industry thrives on multiple versions of that character happening at the same time. There's no reason you can't do the same thing. Again, not on the same scale, but you can't, no reason not to do the same thing with movies. Yes, because the general populace will get confused. I don't think they will, not to the degree you think they will. People are smart enough to understand that's not the same Batman. Or that's not the same Superman. 
this this is this is the conversation. Remember when we were pissed because we were excited about the on Arrow they were building up the Suicide Squad story and we thought that was really cool and we couldn't wait to see like Deathstroke come into it. And then they killed the entire Suicide Squad storyline because they were going to make a movie. And DC's like, well, we can't have them on TV if they're going to be in a movie. Remember how dumb we thought that was? Like, there's room for multiple interpretations of characters. I'm not saying have two Batman movies come out in the same summer. But people are smart enough to understand there's different continuities. Yeah, that was a TV show and a movie. You're talking movies in the same universe. And like we're living same. in an age, Jay, when they're one and the same. Because did you go see the Batman in a movie theater? Or did you wait to watch it on HBO? So how was that waited. any different from watching a TV show on HBO? You watched it because at home on your couch. Because the TV show is like 45 minutes and the Batman was three hours. Okay. People consume media indiscriminately nowadays. I, I, when it comes to this debate, I, I tend to lean a little bit toward Obi John's opinion on this. Um, I, I, I think you can have the Batman movies with Robert Pattinson and stuff. People would, people would be able to, not comic book fans, but just just audiences would be able to discern the difference. However, when it comes to having Henry Cavill in a movie that is being superman that is not connected to the man of steel people would have a hard time with that because it's the same actor i yes yeah i'm with you on that i give you that it's the same actor like like the batman has a whole different cast so like so people aren't going to go watch the batman with uh robert pattinson and go wait a minute so what has this got to do with the michael keaton movie they're not going to do that. They're not going to say, what has this got to do with the uh, uh, shit? What's uh, uh, Batman Begins? What's his name? Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Christian Bale. What's this got to do with the Christian Bale movie? People are going to see the casts and the overall tone of the movie, and they're going to differentiate. And that's fine. And they can. Like, you can continue to green light the Batman movies, you know, throw and 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 uh, market your Elseworlds kind of title, and that would be sufficient. That's what I've been trying to say. Yeah, that would I, be. Sufficient. John, you're you're misunderstanding. You think I don't understand what you're saying? I get what you're saying, but I'm trying to be the person that says the people I'm thinking of are the same people who don't understand that Val Kilmer Batman was like a continuation of what the first two Batman movies were. No, it's not. Sorry, but it's not. Nothing to do with the Tim Burton fucking Batmans. It's just its own Batman movie. So then Batman and Robin is its own Batman movie, even though it has the same Robin in it. Yeah. Batman and Robin is Val Kilmer having an acid trip. (laughs) (laughs) It's not actually in continuity. Sorry, that's a fancy. So, touched on a thing here. So, is is Batman Forever and Batman and Robin in the same continuity as Batman 89 and Batman Returns? That is its own debate, sir. (laughs) That is its own debate. I'm just saying that that for a different show. (laughs) Yeah. 
My point is well, hey, look, that I really look. don't think that people are going to... I mean, I get what you're saying. I understand it. And part of me is with you on that. But there's also a part of me that deals with people on a daily basis. And I know how people are. Especially yeah. the generation that's coming. I, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and are there people out there who went to see the Man of Steel? And and watch the Man of Steel going. What does this have to do with with Christopher Reeves? Yes, there are people out there in the world that did that. I agree with you, but on the whole, like there was nobody that watched. You know, on, on you know the populace in general, the audience in general knew it was its own thing. They didn't tie it back to Christopher Reeve just because it was Superman. And Jay, you don't have to agree with me. That's fine. That that's the beauty of the show is we don't always have to agree and see eye to eye. And I again, I really do appreciate you taking the other end of this argument and 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 not just you know yeah yeah do that. Like I I that's what the show should be. It should be should be nerds discussing things and, and coming at it from from all angles. And I really appreciate that. Um, I think audiences now are in a better position, especially younger audiences. To be able to follow multiple continuities, because look at how many kids, and this is going to make me feel old. But when I was uh, uh, at a different department at work, I was working with a lot of younger employees, a lot of high school kids. It was right around when Endgame came out, and they were all excited, like, "Oh man, I can't believe I saw the first Iron Man when I was seven years old." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, there's literally an entire generation that grew up on Marvel and the MCU. And that audience is much more primed to be able to follow along multiple continuities of, of a, a film franchise because they grew up on Marvel. I think that's actually a benefit going forward. And I think, I think audiences 15, 20 years ago, yeah, they, they would not have understood what was going on. But I think audiences are much more in the same way that audiences will buy into, like, could you have made um, like freaking Guardians of the Galaxy uh, in in 2002, you could have, yeah, but would it have gone over as well? I don't know because the whole thing is like Marvel laid the groundwork for just the same way you do in a movie, suspension of disbelief, right? You start out with something really gritty and grounded like Iron Man, and then you throw in the the Iron Man armor, okay, and then we'll we'll go the next step further of like Hulk being a thing, and we'll go the next step further, and you know, like now we get to Thor, and well, he's kind of a space god, so like. You know, everything kind of builds off of like each other to like the point where you then, after ten years, get to Thanos and giant space battle. You know, or or the the opening of uh, Infinity War. Uh, he, he's a he's a uh, an alien here to, to steal a rock from a wizard. Like we built to that, you know. And, but the in the cultural zeitgeist, in in the 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 common man, you know, we, we've all been. Can, uh, we've all been watching the Marvel films for a decade plus. So that base layer of what people will buy into and go with and understand and believe has has been upped from where it used to be. I think people are primed to be able to follow multiple continuities. I hope that made sense. I rambled a lot. I'm sorry. I agree. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, because, yeah, so once again, I think it calls back to, you know, the, the whole thing, the MCU is built on characters. It, it's the house that Tony Stark built. You started with Tony Stark, just a good character. 
and a good story. And you went from you slowly added on bits and bits and bits and bits and bits until you have that penultimate scene in Endgame. Whereas DC, every single time, they want to throw you into this huge world that already exists, and they want you to give a shit about everybody in it. You know, they're like, here's Superman, now Doomsday. Yeah, they they don't want to give you time to build up to the big moments. They just want to jump right to the big moments. They just want to jump right to the big moments. And then there's no wait because you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, you need to stop that. You need to pull back. So I, I think we've all touched on good points that, that the, the whole discovery thing needs to needs to look at going forward. A, you know, you need to have good characters more than anything else. Focus on characters, not moments, not your big stories. Focus on your characters, build to the big stories. Second, you need to pull back. You, you, you need to take a little bit of a breath. You need to find somebody who can helm the ship, and you gotta let them do that. You can't overreact and and fire them after the two things that were already in production when they were hired failed. You know, you, you, you can't. It's like yeah. firing the fire chief because he was unable to save uh, the 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 building from being destroyed from a five alarm fire that he got to forty minutes after the fire started. Yeah, find uh, someone whose whose vision you trust in and let them execute that vision exactly. fully before you decide if you want to continue or not. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's and, the- and perfect is like for better or worse, uh, Snyder, Zack Snyder kind of fell into the position of being the 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 Feige of DC because they just kept giving him more and more movies and more and more characters. And I'm not a fan of the Snyderverse, but. I would have rather had seen one person's vision for a continued story arc through three movies than the weird thing we ended up with. It might not have worked. People might not have liked it, but at least would have been, uh, um, in, uh, I can't think of words. It would have been consistent. There we go. Uh, the, you know, the star Wars prequels, I'm not a huge fan of the prequel saga, but at least they're consistent. Like, Give one person, find someone who's got a good vision, a good idea, and and let them fully execute it. Then stop and go, okay, did that work for us or did it not work for us? I keep letting J.K. Rowling spend hundreds of millions of dollars to fail at keeping the Harry Potter franchise alive. Give someone a chance to do it with DC. I'm fine with that because I like the Fantastic Beast movies. That was my dig at them. So. I know. Anyway, yeah, no, I think you know, I think you think you summed up pretty well, Scott. So, Jay, anything else? Nope. Okay. Well, then, on yep. that note, that was the opinion of three nerds as to <laughs> what the new head of wherever it will end up being called, uh, uh, DC, the what are we, <laughs> the Discovery characters. <laughs> I hope for the best, honestly. I, I think a change up in leadership is good, and I'm excited to see what happens going forward. I'm excited for the current slot of DC films, um, even though there's a lot of behind-the-scenes crap we're going to have to deal with. But uh, like Superman, I am ever hopeful uh, that things can only get better from here. So with that, Scott, you want to play us out?
In the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Superman. Wonder Woman. Batman. Aquaman. And those three junior super friends, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. Wonder Dog. Their mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. Maybe make a Wonder Dog movie, I don't know.